Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, Fear fans? Are you guys ready for Tiatwaki? If not, there's a four-part video guide. Who knew? Stay tuned for episode three, Fear the Walking Dead, coming up. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What's up, Fear fans? Natalie and I are back again for yes. episode three. Super excited. So excited. So excited. <laughs> we're like we're like freaking out right now. Let's get these intros uh, over and done with so you yes. can just dive yes, right yes, in. Yes, of course. I am your host, Timothy Michael. <laughs> you can find me on all social media platforms at I am Timothy Mike, and I'm joined by my lovely, beautiful co-host. You can find me at, at Natalie Dyer, N-A-T-A-L-E-E-D-Y-E-R, at any social media platforms, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, all those awesome. fun things. Follow us, guys. We follow yeah. back. Um, yes. Let's get the Strand and Dante storyline out of the way really quick, because yes. I know all of you guys in the chat and everybody watching um, is so excited about the end of this episode, but I just need to talk about Strand really quick. Oh, um, so we pick up where he left off, which is in the car. Yes. And he d- comes across, I guess it's a dam if you will, a dam location yeah. where all this water is. <laughs> it's a dam location. It's a dam location. <laughs> and he meets uh, Dante yes. um, after he tries to get in. I don't remember if Dante is part of the first or second season. Is this a new character? I don't know. I don't, uh, I'm pretty sure he was in the first season where he was at least mentioned. Well, that's what I thought, right? Season. And maybe even the second season a little bit. Uh, it was just a part of Strand's uh, backstory. Old life, yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of Strand's old backstory, did we ever think that it was going to come back and haunt him? No. I, I mean, really? Well, I mean, I not in this way. Not in the way <laughs> that it is. Like, yes, I figured... Well, I mean, I thought he was an idiot for going to try and find someone from his history because, as uh, as he said, you know, you really thought we were friends, you know? I mean... But, I mean, wouldn't you, like, if you if you knew that... if Because clearly he doesn't know where Madison and them are, so wouldn't well, you... Well, that was his fault for not going with them truth, in the first but, place. Wouldn't you want to go to somebody or to somewhere familiar... I mean... Even if it was somebody from, like, your sketchy past? He had a really sketchy past. <laughs> and, like, it, like, he was in a world where even when you had police and, like, structure, you couldn't trust anybody. So why would you now, in this world when you really need to be mm-hmm. able to trust people and trust that they're going to do what you expect them to do... Yeah. Why would you then go to them? That's no, that's a good point. And I, you know, I actually had hope for this Dante and Strand situation because they looked for what, like, like they were split having two seconds. Like, yeah, they looked like they were having a good time. You know, cheersing and toasting, and yeah. and then it just takes a turn for the worse. <laughs> um, I was a little um, disappointed because I was hoping that Strand would find a fellow comrade in arms. You know what I mean? You mean like like, like somebody find to like his crew? Yeah, and can, like, what he was saying with, with the yeah. whole, you know. What the Dante's business in general, um, and him, you know, selling from the source. I got all of that, and mm-hmm. I think that Strand. No, it was brilliant. Yeah, and Strand would know because this is what his past is. I don't mm-hmm. know if he really dealt like in drugs because that's what it sounded like. But I mean, he had a point, and I was like, I think that this can change this guy Dante's mind, but it didn't. Uh, didn't it though? He didn't drop him. 
Yeah, but he doesn't want to take strand um, strand up on his proposal on you know I could r- help you run this. I mean, are we are we assuming that he really isn't helping him at all? Like he's not taking any of the advice. I I he, hope he would. It's good advice. It's good advice. That's what and I mean. He didn't drop him. So I do, I know. I'm, what did Strand do to this guy? I that, see, like, this what? is what we've been like aching for though. Is more like character backstories, Dro- especially with Madison. Right. Oh yeah. But I'm glad that they're kind of getting us in there with Strand. I mean, he he's a, a very interesting character, and and I'm interested in his backstory. He's a problematic fave. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I want to know I want to know what he did though, because he said you're going to suffer just like all the people who you took from, basically you stole from. Mm-hmm. And so did he steal from this guy? Like, what? Because it seems to me they were in the same side before this whole thing happened. Yeah, in order for Strand to go to him. Right. Yeah, you would assume that he thought he was a friend. Or right. Or or at least they both an dealt. Acquaintance. Like, Yeah, they both dealt on the same side of, of ripping people off. Yeah. You know, so I, what did Strand specifically do to this guy? Or did this guy have, like, some change of heart now that the world has gone apocalyptic? And he's like... Oh, we we were terrible people, so I'm going to make up for it now by killing terrible people. I think with the apocalypse, I think it sets you on a just like a another level of paranoia. And sure. if Strand was a certain way in the past life, a, what did he call him? A something thief? Um, some some kind of thief. Um, you know, this guy Dante is is obsessed that Strand has only come to take whatever Dante has. That's true. I mean. And it can't, I mean, we can't really be mad at him because, no, you know, we, we no, sit no, there we and can't. we look at the last episode and Madison's trying to sit there and take Broke bro, bro, Jaw bro, ranch. ranch. Like, she's planning to do that. So can we really blame this guy, Dante? Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. I can't, I'm not blaming. I mean, the thing is that we have, or I have an affinity towards Strand. And so he's my character. Yeah. So you just don't like Dante. I just, cause... but like Dante's threatening his life. You know, I can't. That's that's the only reason I don't like Dante. At the well, moment. funny thing that that you brought up earlier is that you know, Dante bringing up the point that Strand steals from people. He brought up Thomas, and I love this. That was I a loved Thomas's and Strand's relationship, but Dante brought up a whole other element in saying that Strand was stealing from him and that he died thinking that he really loved him. Okay, but I, I I figured that Strand had to have been stealing from Thomas in some, or it, it had to have started out in that, where it was like, here, we're going to run this con on this guy because he's wealthy, mm-hmm. and I can get him to like me. Um, but then I really honestly thought that Strand did love Thomas. I, so, I completely agree with you. But the fact that perhaps he died without knowing that Strand originated this relationship with the intention to con him... Like, that's hurtful. But didn't he, though? Because I could have sworn in the first season, they or I'm sorry, the second season, they established that Thomas and Strand had met with, you know, Strand taking advantage of him and stealing his wallet and everything like that. And then Thomas winds up finding him and then they fell in love. So Thomas knew that he was a con artist. So what is Dante talking about? That's true. I'm thinking it's a lot longer con. I Yeah. I I, Like, because, yeah, he knew that that Strand was a con artist, that he was a, you know, he was gonna, he was a grifter, but, and I mean, and Thomas probably even enabled that a little bit to... To an extent. To an extent. Um, But I have a feeling that there was a much longer con being played at first. I wonder what you guys think, because I have have no idea what, do you think, oh, do we think that 
Strand was in it because clearly Thomas had a lot of money. He had this whole villa. Do you yes. think that Strand maybe might have been in it just for Thomas's money, and maybe when Thomas died, he would have stolen maybe the like the house or something like that? Maybe that's why, and I cannot remember her name right now. But his Thomas's mother or or uh, like, like caretaker person yeah. um, really didn't like Strand. Yeah, like she did not like him. Yeah, she saw through his bullshit. Maybe that's a good point. It's a, it's 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 interesting. But mm. well, anyway, Dante is not having any of it, so no, he throws Strand not. into like this, I guess, prison cell. Sure, uh, yeah, prison. yeah, okay. Um, but I thought he was gonna put him back to work, but that was, I, yeah. I mean, I guess he has to be in prison and then work and then go back to the prison. That's sad. Sad life. Is he working? I mean, he was just sitting in the prison, right? That's what I mean. Like yeah. he said that he was gonna take him. He was gonna put him to work in the fields to uh, p- pay back all the people that he stole from. And I thought that he was gonna go like straight to the fields, but he put him in a prison. Can we talk about this? Is kind of a Mad Maxian moment. Like, it kind of was. I, didn't think I agree about with it until you. Just now, but there's like a big old damn wall thing, and then they're feeding out water. I mean, they're at least giving out water in yeah. this situation, but again, you have a man in charge, and they're just killing whoever they feel like killing, and But let's, yeah, you know wow. what, I'm glad that you brought cool. that up, because let's talk about that in, in relevance to the real world, because mm-hmm. Fear the Walking Dead is is putting a lot of issues out there that, you know, contribute to the real world, and if yeah. we talk about global warming for a second, <laughs> you know, the end of the world is not that far, you guys. I mean, the world is dying as we know it, and, you know, all of these scientists are saying, I mean, people are investing, yeah. literally investing in water, yeah. uh, because that is going to be the number one resource that you need if the world does end. Right. Um, so I love that you brought up this Mad Max theory because I feel like that is exactly what would happen. People yeah. would have control over the water and that's what people would be fighting for. Yeah, I mean, and that, so that is a very realistic uh, aspect of this this show and especially um, in, like, down here, you know, down, we're in L.A. Yeah. And we just got out of, I think we were just technically told we're not in the drought anymore. Five years out, yeah. Um, but we had to go through a lot of rain, so we would we'd be SOL. Yeah. Water wise. Yeah. Um so yeah, I yeah, it water is guys, start <laughs> investing in water now. Not gold, not silver, <laughs> not gold, water. not silver. Uh, water and iodine tabs because you need to <laughs> make sure your water is fresh or like drinkable. I, yeah. You don't know me very well, but I am a slight prepper, so I have this knowledge. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we'll get to that because I'm kind of excited <laughs> to talk to you about that. Um, speaking of water, a mysterious character winds up giving Strand a bottle of water. Um, and the camera winds up turning, and it is Daniel. What in the hell? Is happening. I don't know, but I'm so excited he's back. I was so mad he died. 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 <laughs> died. Um, at the end of season two. Yeah. Was the end? Yeah. Okay. Last season. Yeah. yeah. It's, which no, feels no, like no, forever ago. Season two, mid-season finale. Okay. Yeah. It was like halfway through. Because I felt like there was a big old break. There was a break. I mean, this was a year ago, <laughs> and so I was yeah. Like, a lot of stuff happened afterwards. Uh, yeah, I was so mad when he died because I was like, oh no. Because you really thought he was dead too, right? I really thought he I was dead. I really thought. I mean, who could survive a fire in the basement? A fire in the basement, and he had his wife, and I was like, he's so happy. <laughs> he's dead now. I'm glad that he you brought abandoned his daughter, but he's fine. Like, uh, it's fine. Right. I'm glad that you brought up the wife, though, because. Do you think that they're going to still have that whole PTSD, like, thing going on with him? Ooh, that's a great question. 
Um, I mean, it'd be really wrong for them to completely disregard it. Right. Because it would be very out of character for him to just be over it. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I watched the the trailer for next week, and it seems like we're going to find out how Daniel got to be here, so that's great. Um, but, yeah, I... Ooh. How are they going to deal with that, though? I don't know. Jason and Daniel just joined us in the chat. Thank oh, you for joining hi. us, guys. Um, I don't know, but I totally agree with you. If they just... If they don't address it at all, I'm going to be like, that's lazy, A, lazy writing. Mm -hmm. And B, um, a lack of your audience, you know, feelers, because we want to know. We want to know, A, how he got to the same place that Strand ended up. Right. And we want to know. I think we are learning that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because all that that preview That preview had a lot of, like, a lot of Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. So So I'm sure we will learn something. A lot of stabby and hitty in the trailer. (laughs) Oh, I know. There's a lot of um, infected killings. Yeah. but, yeah, so I'm excited to get into more of that this season. Oh, Jason, that would be an actually really good idea. He says, hope Chris comes back. We only have the word of those two guys that he died. Oh, no, I think... See, Jason, I'm going to disagree well, now, with you on that point. But now we have no idea. That's they're true. bringing people here's, back like, from the dead. Here's the thing, you guys. If there's no body, you can't count them out. If they're exactly. not, a, if they're not a, an infected... And they're yeah. not, like, in a body bag or a sheet or whatever. Yeah. They're not technically dead, exactly. clearly. Now so, we can't trust anything. Right. But with Chris, though, I don't I think really dead. want Chris to come back. Mm. So I don't know if I don't want him to come back and I'm saying he's dead for wishful thinking, <laughs> even though that sounds terrible. But I didn't like Chris's character. I feel like there's too many sociopaths happening this season with Troy and a little bit with Nick after this episode. I kind of saw a little bit, which we'll talk about. Um, I don't think yeah. that Chris... Chris just can't. He doesn't. I mean, I think I, I don't. I mean, I don't disagree, but I also just think that Chris is dead because even if he did survive that crash and those two guys just left him because it seems like that's what they would do. They would just yeah. bail. Um, he did have a really badly broken leg. And if he didn't bleed out and he does somehow survive, like that's that would be. And if he didn't get attacked. By, by, yeah, yeah, exactly. He'd, yeah. He'd probably get attacked before he, he even bled out. I agree so. with you. Yeah. Well, we'll see who they decide to bring back. (laughs) Um, I love the beginning of this episode with the videos of Jeremiah Otto and his family because I... That's the, another relevant thing that that happens today. I don't know if you ever see the show on... I don't know what channel it is, but they have oh, these people that um, build bunkers in... Yeah. And, like, how they prep... And you said that you prep. <laughs> they have this preparation... Preppers? Doomsday preppers? Doomsday preppers. I think that's that, the show. <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily mean, like, a zombie no. apocalypse. It, it, no, it tends just to just... prepping in general. Yeah, just in case, you know, shit hits the fan. And I, I, don't, I don't say that I blame you for it. <laughs> do do you get what kind of reaction do you get when when you tell people that you're a prepper? Um, so well, I usually feel really like a, not ashamed, but like kind of like oh god, like uh, like you're one I'm of those him. people. Yeah, but it's it's more of just like you know, there's a we could have a really bad earthquake or something. So it's really just a survival bag okay. that I can haul with me out so that I can survive for like a week without no that's awesome and I feel like you know Jeremiah was preparing for something didn't really have to be the the apocalypse I mean he said in his video is more for you know the government failing and then you know stuff going wrong what what was it the end end of the world as we know it acronym yeah yep I love that I thought that was so cool and his (laughs) full part video I didn't get that until you said it later Um, yeah, I thought that that was, that was a really interesting way to, to, to start the episode um, because it, mm-hmm. it, it grounds us in where we are. Right. Um, this is a community. Broke, broke, I can't say this word, broke you guys. Jaw. Broke Jaw Ranch is a community 
that was started by Jeremiah and his family for this particular reason for the world ending sure but it just it's so it's so culty it is a little culty i mean uh, yeah it was uh, it's you know just them standing up in 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 the the beginning and Mm -hmm. you know we meet gretchen who um is jeremiah's or sorry vernon who seems to have a problem with the group which we'll talk Mm about um vernon's daughter and she's like a she seems to be like a bible thumper um, mm-hmm. In the beginning, yeah, um, and I felt like you're right. It was like a little culty which, at first, which uh, we do need to say from our sponsors because we're we're talking about cults anyway. Um, A and E Leah Remini's Scientology in the Aftermath is up for an Emmy consideration. I don't know if you guys have seen this. If you haven't, you should totally go watch it because it is amazing. It's uh, it's skin crawling and uh, but addictive. Like you're just watching it and. It's uh, the New York Daily Times Daily News said the stories it tells are shocking and rife with sobering revelations and accusations. Um, and more, I guess they're doing a season two. They've got more ex Scientologists are joining Leah to fight back. Oh wow, which is great. Um, and as Reality Blurred put it, that's the power of this kind of storytelling. And I have to tell you, I've watched, I watched, I think four episodes in a row with my my mom, and we just were like our minds were blown that this is a thing that's happening and that people aren't doing anything about. So the fact that she is coming out and talking against them, because I guarantee she has many lawsuits from the Scientology I'm group sure. against her at the moment. Um, but yes, it's amazing. Leah Remini's Scientology and the Aftermath is, math is up for your in, uh, Emmy consideration, and you should, if you haven't watched it yet, check it out, because it's it's addicting. I'm excited. I'm going to have to check it out. Thank you, sponsors. <laughs> yes, thank um, you. So back to Broke Jaw Ranch really quick. Mm-hmm. I love that they're, est- they're also establishing that there are people in this group that aren't very warm toward Madison's new group. Um, We see that right off the bat with Vernon. Mm -hmm. um, And... Well, and the mother, because it was her daughter who died, protecting the unprepared. Yes. Yeah. And that was a little... (sighs) I think that was a great little insight into how these people think. You know what? I'm glad that you... Yes? (laughs) I think it's a little hypocritical to call this group unprepared when we learn from Alicia's band group mm-hmm. that they haven't most of these people haven't even been outside the fence after this started mm-hmm. so who are the really unprepared ones oh these people who are all protected are definitely unprepared right. for what they're going to see in the, the um, outside the fence which I think is kind of why Troy is like they would understand I mean they wouldn't necessarily understand what he, he had done but he, he understands what the world outside the fence looks like. That's And I'm glad that you brought that up because th- I feel like they do need to experience that in, on some level. Um, mm-hmm. Because when it comes knocking on their door, um, no pun intended, um, they're going to be shocked. Like, the, there are things out there that they are not... And I'm not just talking about the infected. I'm talking about other people who might want to come and steal what they have. And we've seen it time and time and time again in The right. Walking Dead, in Fear of the Walking Dead. Right. There are people that want what you have. Well, I think they have that looming over them. With Madison, they're all, yeah. Oh, no, not with Madison. Oh, what? I think, uh, um, gosh, what is his name? I like him. Jake. Uh, Jake's worried that there is somebody coming for it. Mm. That's why their helicopter got shot down. And um, and so he's worried that there's something looming looming over them, and just all these people are just kind of living in bliss and not knowing. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of really excited when it does come knocking on their door because they are all so uppity about being prepared. Yeah. And whatever. So. Well, they clearly have like a, a group that you know goes that has that role of mm-hmm. protecting the group. Um, 
And would you would you be in that group? No. Would you be someone who goes no. out? No. You I would... think that I would be more of like a. F- <laughs> <laughs> I would be like more of like a uh, like a like a, a farmer or like a, I'm gonna grow like vegetables okay. and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Or like the the, the community therapist where people come talk to me about their problems. <laughs> yes, or survive the apocalypse. What would you do? Would you I would be? Pro- I would probably be someone who goes out. Really. Or... Uh, yeah, I, that's cool. I wish not, I could be that not all the time, but I would definitely. Yeah, I'd be coming to you <laughs> to talk to about, talk my, about problems. my yeah my problems, after yeah. you've been out. Yes, um, let's talk about Nick and Alicia's relationship because mm-hmm. I really feel like this season they're going to expand their relationship. Mm-hmm. But they had a really awesome moment this episode when you know Nick asked what happened mm-hmm. um, when Alicia and he said what happened when you were out there and I don't necessarily think he was talking about Alicia with the helicopter I think he was talking about after he left them mm-hmm. and Alicia just walks away because he has no right to ask that yeah. and so the fact I love that she walked away because that's also something I would do <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'd have been like no so we definitely think there's some Fail. resentment there oh yeah yeah I mean I, I've talked about it I talked about it last time and I've tweeted about it probably a lot um, <laughs> but I think that she is she's very resentful toward him for once again bailing on her um, and and because I feel I think she feels abandoned by her father even yep. though he just died mm. and then she probably feels extra abandoned because now Travis well, her stepfather. is gone. wait her stepfather her biological father biological father died oh yes okay I think she feels and I think now, now it's she feels, even more yeah. like she can't she's tired of trusting people and giving them things of herself and then having them I mean her and her boyfriend in the first season yeah died yeah so I think she's just kind of like nope you voluntarily abandoned me and you left yeah so now I'm not giving any more to this do you think Madison resents um Nick also well, she says it basically right. in the end. No, in the when, when they're that, having the interaction, and, and she says, "I," because we hauled you out of that hellhole, and Travis died for it. Mm. I think. I mean, I can't say that she actually. I mean, she is torn up about Travis dying, but she's definitely using it toward her, um, her manipulations, um, bringing it back that she's a victim. Yeah, she's clearly not a victim, you guys. Which I kind of want to talk about that because yes. Madison and Troy had that awesome moment, that creepy awesome. They always have these creepy awesome moments, yep. you guys, in the in the bunker um, or the bunk bed, sleeping quarters. <laughs> Let's call them sleeping quarters. Um, when you know Troy is asking her what she did before mm-hmm. this, and they have this really weird interaction. Um, and the one thing that stood out to me about that was when Troy says, "You know, I." Uncomplicate. What did he say? I have. I uncomplicate things. And Madison said, "Killing is simple. It's mm-hmm. not complicated." Which, yeah. And I was like, "Come back to that sentence once you're done with your." Yeah, and I, I was like, "That's really interesting because I feel like Madison has shown the most growth since season one to now because that's not how she used to feel, and for her to say that now in this moment, I think that Travis's death is impacting her in such a way that she's like, you know what? I don't." care how anybody else feels or mm-hmm. what is anybody else is doing I just have to protect me and my own mm-hmm. at any cost yeah so uh, what were you going to say about that sentence well, well two things one in this moment she also tells him to make the bed yes and then later she uh, sits with him even though her kids are off to the side and he's like your kids are over there and she's like I know because she's mothering him in the way that he was—he's never been mothered. Because this is her way of getting in and controlling things. Yes. Um, so I think that's brilliant. Two, she says killing is easy, and then later when Alicia is uh, in the bunk—the I don't know what—where they were like in a bunker cellar thing yeah. with Jeff, yeah, which we got to talk about because um, I have a theory or I read a theory on it and I kind of agree with it now. Um, 
But she, they ask her, what have, what have you done? And, have, and she said, I kill, killed a man. And they said, was that hard? And she said, not at all. Yeah. So there was like a recurring theme of killing is simple in this episode. Yeah. Um, in, in, in the, the Clark family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Except for with uh, Nick. Nick yeah. can't do it. Nick, yeah, Nick can't do it. But he can cover himself in Walker blood. That's, yeah. that's easy. <laughs> um, Ma- Madison mothering Troy mm-hmm. is, I think that there was a lot of Madison trying to fit in any way she can in this episode. And mm-hmm. I love that because it shows, once again, her growth since mm-hmm. season one because she's doing anything that she needs to do to survive. Yeah. And I feel like she is doing that like she told Alicia to like hey she's inquiring about the, the Bible study group which we'll talk about in just a second um, Madison's gonna be so mad when she finds out it's not actually oh totally <laughs> totally um, and then she you know is t- is sits with Troy instead of her kids like mm-hmm. she's trying to show and then obviously volunteers mm-hmm. for the the um, the group in the end mm-hmm. um, it's she is trying to establish herself and make herself known in mm-hmm. this just to win these people over. Yeah. Now, going to Alicia's Bible study, <laughs> um, did yes. you trust that at first? Oh, no. I was like, this is a trap. She's going to get murdered. Like, <laughs> I don't trust anybody. Right. At all. Like, in the show, like, last time I was also like, this is a trap. And then it wasn't a trap. <laughs> I was like, this is a trap. And it's never a trap. Yeah. But, um, and then when it is a trap, I'm like, I was right. Uh, <laughs> I agree, especially after that first and second episode that we yeah. that we were on such edge that I'm like, this yeah. is a trap. We can't. I don't. It was like a, a we thought it was a hazing kind of thing. We were like, you're yeah. new to the community. We're gonna haze or, you, or... or even bullying because I thought maybe they were these kids were taking on like their parents' ideals of um, them being, uh, <laughs> you know. Freeloaders, is yeah, what called. yeah, Freeloaders. but clearly it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, no. And I kind of like Gretchen now. Kinda, she's kind of cool. Kind of. I mean, she's yeah. awesome. I mean, they did reveal their their unpreparedness, <laughs> their unpreparedness, and their <laughs> inexperiencedness by That's bringing true. out Jeff, who is happens to be a head. Yep, which reminds me a little. I don't. I don't want to do too much com- com- uh, comparison to The Walking Dead, but <laughs> a little bit of a governor. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, with the heads and the water tanks. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Yeah. Um, but it was a little creepy. It was a little creepy. But even creepier is they were talking to the head. Right. Um, they were saying... Sorry, my voice went really weird there. Uh, <laughs> they were saying, you know, oh, Jeff is asking this question. And Alicia was answering him. And I think she was saying... She was answering because she believed that it was, you know, in line with them asking questions through her so they don't have to ask directly. Right. But I read online this week that maybe this group is going to be the Whisperers, um, which, and, like, Nick has already kind of been felt this when he was covered in Walker blood mm-hmm. and he was walking in the group of Walkers, and he was, like, starting to hear voices, and it was, like, the voices of the dead around him. Right. And then also his, like, dead girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so what it is is they can talk to the dead. They can talk to the dead. I think I think that's what it was. That's what it they were saying, or like that's the, the the concept is that they integrate and live among the dead. I mean, but that's been like a, like a recurring theme even in season two with um you know um, Thomas's you guys in the chat. Please tell me her Hold name. Out here. Um, what is it? The how? What was Thomas's like mother figure? What was her? I can't uh, I remember can, her I name. Can, Please do. It. But she had that whole recurring thing about you know integrating mm-hmm. with the dead. The dead are one of us. They're not necessarily dead. Um, they are living their beings still, it's like the right. next step of evolution exactly I think yeah um i disagree with this theory though um i just Go think that it. it's a little far-fetched i don't think that these uh, these kids essentially um 
can communicate with a walker. Um, I think it's because their mind, here's what I'm thinking, is that Nick can do it because he's a drug addict. Yes. And so his mind has already been expanded, or whatever you want to call right. it, um, to see it. These kids have been smoking and hanging out with this head for who knows how long at this point. <laughs> so maybe they've just like sort of broken that barrier. I don't know. I think it's a really interesting theory. Um, if that does happen, it'd be really, really cool. Um, and Daniel Rick says, Jeff is the head, but Troy took his body. Curious. Exactly. Jeff is mad at Troy because Troy took Jeff's body. Hmm. See, so that, like, that... And someone, Daniel also says, someone speculated that Madison is the leader of the Whisperers. Which was, you know, in, 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 in the Walking Dead comic yeah, world, um, they are the enemies mm-hmm. of Rick. Like, it, it's okay. like two factions right. kind of rise up, right. and they fight it out. That's interesting. So we could very well be watching the beginning... Of what of what of the whispers are, what the whispers are, and then later potentially have Rick and Madison face like Con- the, the two the two crews face off. That's actually really cool. That would be really cool. That right? would be really cool. I mean, I'm reading the Walking Dead comics. I'm not. I'm only on like episode. Spoilers, I mean, my bad. Issue 100. <laughs> but um, yes, <laughs> spoilers, guys. Um, so I'm excited to see where I'm excited to see where that goes. I mean, it as just hearing it right now, I'm like that's mm-hmm. a little weird. Um, it, I, I agree too. I actually, when I read the article earlier this week, I was like, nah, no way. But then we were watching this, and as they were talking to the head, I was thinking, oh, oh, maybe. Yeah. So and Celia is her name. Celia was Thomas's yes. oh, good, um, good. mother figure. Um, really quick, I want to talk about Nick. And Troy, mm-hmm. because I had brought it up earlier, oh, yeah. when N- Troy somehow finagles Nick to come on this hunt with him, after we've established in this episode yeah. that they should just stay away from Troy. Um, Madison tells Nick to stay away from Troy. But you Troy. know Nick you know Nick doesn't listen. Well, I know. I just, I think it's, it's just really, yeah. It's another moment where, yeah. But yeah, he goes on this hunt and, like, attacks Troy, um, <laughs> and then rips up his journal and then starts laughing. And that's where I thought it was a little bit sociopathic mm-hmm. because I was like Nick what are you doing you're yeah. like essentially playing with death as as of right now because I'm like you this guy you've seen what this guy can do you saw what he can do he, you saw what he could do to mm-hmm. you and your girlfriend and your family mm-hmm. and yet you want to toy with him like this I'm like if you're gonna shoot him shoot him yeah but then he says but now we can be friends it's because they're both <laughs> they're both yeah off they're both off do you know what I mean yeah Definitely. It's weird. I feel like they're both sociopathic, and this is why I didn't think that Chris could fit right now, because I feel like there's too many things... There's too many unpredictable characters. Yeah. Like, all the characters are unpredictable to a degree, but at this moment, there are too many that are just so, like, unpredictable. Yeah. Like, you have um, Nick, you have Troy, I think... um, what is his name? Uh, Jeremiah even might be sort of an unpredictable. I think Jake. I think they were all unpredictable because, like, because I keep thinking Jake is like looking to take over too. I think mm-hmm. he says to Troy, "Who's going to run this place when Dad's gone?" And I don't think it was an innocent like Dad's because Dad was apparently a drunk. Mom was a drunk. Was clearly abusive toward their mother. Yeah. So I'm thinking that there might there might be some deep seated resentment. And as much as Jake is put together, I think he might. It's always the put together ones, that, the, the yep. ones that snap, though. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that wear their emotions on their sleeves, like Troy, who we can look at and be like, oh, you're mm-hmm. crazy and just write him off. And Nick, too. And Nick. Yeah, that's true. Which is why it'll be really cool to see if Alicia, because she doesn't wear him on her, shoulder, her sleeve. 
See, but I feel like Alicia, though, has more of like a I want to be loved feeling, whereas mm, Jake true. has more of like a I want to prove myself that's true. feeling. So I feel like Jake's is a little bit more dangerous, but I think that you're onto something with Jake. Yeah. Um, I feel like he, he's going to take a turn somewhere. Yes. Um, and just going back to Jeremiah's like past life in those pl- blooper reel videos that Madison was watching, <laughs> Jeremiah was mean. Yeah. And clearly this was like 10 years ago. But at the same time, kids hold on to that kind of stuff because when they're in that kind of age, they, you're, they're developing and right. they're, you know, making decisions for themselves. And Well, and who knows when he necessarily got sober. True. Like, he could have very well just gotten sober because it was, the like, his thing that he predicted happened. Yeah. And now he was like, that's right, bitches. Who who, who called it? Yeah. I agree so, with you. Who knows? Yeah. Um, who knows? Luciana, let's talk about her really quick. Because oh, yeah, yeah. clearly her and Nick want to, like, leave mm, as soon as she's better. I don't better. think Nick does. I think he does. He even says it. He's even trying to convince Madison in this episode. Yeah. But I think Nick is such an easily, like, swayed character. His opinions. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has his, like, things that he sticks to. But he, when it comes to plans, he's very easily swayed. Yeah. Um, and he's also very easily, like, I'm dropping this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with him, because I think that's why he is, he got to be friends with Troy. That's why he went on that. That's why he did those things. He was like, we're going to clear this air. Yeah. And as, as Daniel says, crazy gets crazy, which is very true. Um, so... Yeah, I think that at this point he's on the other side. I think he wants to stay. But I feel like with in just in terms of you know Luciana leaving or wanting to leave, can you blame her? No, because the Troy's people, the crew that was out there, killed all of her people. Her people, right? So I can't blame her. But at the same time, you kind of have to think about your own personal safety. Um, and if this is a situation where you might be safe for a little while in this crazy world. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to take it, but with with a grain of salt, and know in the back of your mind that they were doing that. Yeah. Well, but appreciate your 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 safety for the time being. Well, here's what I want to throw out, and just on the appreciation aspect, mm-hmm. Travis did stand up for her and Nick when he was in that room in that mm-hmm. bunker with them, and essentially put his life on the line for theirs. And he yeah. didn't even know a Luciana from you know uh, from Adam. Exactly. Do we think that Luciana... Because in this episode, she apologized to to Madison about his death and everything Mm -hmm. like that. Do we think that she's going to feel like she owes Madison? Because essentially she would owe Travis. (laughs) But I feel like that should go down to Madison since she's his wife. I think it should too, but I don't think that's how she's going to feel. I think think she does owe Madison. And I think that if Madison asks her to stay in order to keep her son around, Luciana (laughs) should do it. Because like you said... I like that you say should because I think think she should too. I think that's how... That's how a normal person would think. But at the same time, Madison straight up threatened this girl. I don't think she threatened her. It was a threat. And it was like, so it was a very, it was a, I'm not going to go political on it. Um, <laughs> it was a like a mob boss saying like, I really hope that this is what's going to happen. And then you feel like that's what has to happen. I think that Madison has every right to ask that of Luciana oh, because she yes, didn't really ask it though. But she tell. I'm going to say ask because I don't think it was a threat. Madison, we know how Madison could be. She's a very strong <laughs> character, and she I is, think, like Jeremiah says, like she's very. She must have been very hard. She must, she's yeah. very hard to get along with. Um, I feel like if she's threatening you, she's going to just flat out say it. That's so I feel true. like it wasn't necessarily a threat. It's more of like a, a very tough suggestion. Um, but <laughs> I think that par- she was being a mom all, all episode. It was a parent thing. Yeah. Was a, this is what we're doing. Well, because she's trying Don't to protect Nick, me. and that's mm-hmm. exactly what she's been that's doing true. from the okay. first episode okay. of the first season. Fair. And I think it's fair, and I think that Luciana should 
heed her word mm-hmm. because she's essentially right. Yes, Luciana has all this this baggage with these people, but at the same time, like you just said, you really have to put that aside and think about what is right for you and your survival mm-hmm. at this point. Where else are you going to go? Yeah. I don't, yeah. So <laughs> Some other cult, some other place. Yeah. <laughs> so just circling back really quick to the beginning of, the, uh, of our episode... When we had said that, you know, this helicopter got shot down. We don't know why this helicopter got shot down or who did it. We're not going to find out for a little bit. No, I don't think so either. But apparently Jeremiah wants to set out a group because the first group that he sent out (laughs) has not come back. back. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly we're not going to sit here and go, oh, well, we don't know who these people are. Maybe they're not dangerous. I'm like, okay, your helicopter gets shot down. And the group that you went after the helicopter, they haven't come back yet. So clearly something is wrong. Yeah. So don't play the the naive game right. when it comes to like now. I think they, sh- they should be on high alert and trying to figure out what is They're going on. Sending them off on the suicide squads if they keep sending them out by themselves like that. Right. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. But how do we feel about Madison joining this volunteer group? Do we think she's trying to prove herself again? Is that the only reason she's doing it, or do we honestly feel like she wants to get payback for what happened to Travis, or both? I think it's both. Okay. I think it's a very conveniently placed thing that she can do where. Um, it is proving herself, but also she is getting a revenge as she wants. I agree with you. I feel like she has, A, to prove herself to this group mm-hmm. um, because they think that she's a freeloader and mm-hmm. they don't trust her. And, like, she's trying to take the place over. And the only way, like, uh, you have to earn respect. Yeah. And especially in worlds like this. You have to earn respect. You have to earn your keep. And you have to show that you can be a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what she's that's what she's doing. If she comes back with whoever shot down the helicopter it gives her a lot of brownie points two birds with one stone yeah and it gives her more respect like you just Mm said um what i didn't understand is that this entire episode though after that whole hearse and the sleeping quarters thing with troy Mm -hmm. she goes to jeremiah and she like is asking him to keep troy away from them and they're gonna stay away from troy but then we find her volunteering with troy's group i think okay so i think that was because she went to him before she saw the tapes and then she saw the tapes, and she she is... Now she feels sympathetic and, toward Troy. No, I think she sees, here's how I can oh. use this information. This is, here's how I can begin to manipulate him. Agreed with you. She's a long con mm-hmm. person. Her, I, that's why her and Strand got along that's really That's well. true. Oh, I'm so glad that you brought that up, because I love them together. Yeah, they were, I, they were a like, dynamic duo. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, dynamic, really quick, before we run out of time, um, we still haven't yet to see Ophelia. No, we still haven't seen her. Um, I do want to kind of give out we some... We think she's just not coming back. I hope she is coming back. No, okay, here's the thing. I saw on IMDb that she's done as many episodes as these guys. So, or uh, four or five less episodes. So okay. she is going to come back at some point. Um, but I wanted to say that Gigi King's theory is that Jeremiah was the one that found Ophelia last season um, when she was in the desert and he shot at her. Uh-huh. And I looked at his IMDb page and he did three episodes, not including this one. This is the first two episodes plus right. another one in 2016. Ooh. So I think that Gigi King has... Uh, he's on to something there. Yeah. Um, David Fresco said that Travis already might have been injured um, previously while he was on the helicopter from the walker pit that he was in or the infected pit right. that he was in. Um, and that's why he just chose to die because he was going to die anyway. Good point. Yeah. Good point. And also, um, it, was a, it was a main artery in the fight. He probably yeah, would have bled out anyway. Yeah, too. And then turned. So. Uh, yeah. Um, Nighthawk, uh, Pfizer, 1-5. Um, it suggests that we call them infected versus walkers. That's why I've been having this battle with oh, calling okay. them infected. Because walkers are for the walking dead, and they call them infected with fear of the walking dead. Oh, right. Okay, I don't know sure, how you guys sure, feel sure, about sure. that in the chat, but I kind of agree. I will try. 
Me to too. Do that, but I can't. Yeah, I know. I can't I'm gonna. I've been trying to do it. And then uh, Trini B Woy W O Y twenty seven and Ivetka Um Really love our show and oh, everybody in the you. chat, even the people who give us some um, critiques. We look at yeah. these chats. We try to respond to them. Um, we love interacting with you guys in the live chat. Daniel, um, everybody who's in the live chat, Jason, okay. thank you guys for joining us. Um, keep the theories coming, you guys, throughout yeah. the, the the season. We're excited to see what else we happens. Know. We're excited to see Ophelia if she ever makes an appearance. Right. Um, where can they find you? You can find me at Natalie Dyer, N-A-T-A-L-E-E-D-Y-E-R. On Twitter, Instagram, um, Tumblr, Facebook, all that stuff. So. All that stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> once again, I'm Timothy Michael. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Timothy Mike. Thank you guys uh, for joining us. We had a lot of fun. We did have a lot of fun. I'm excited to see where this uh, this we're season gonna, goes with Daniel. Ah! And Daniel, we're going to talk about that next episode because that's a really good idea. Uh, the role reversal of Strand becoming Daniel's prey. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great. We'll talk yeah. about that next time. For Definitely, because sure. I feel like next episode is going right to be very Daniel heavy. Yes. Um, but that's our show, you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.